Welcome to the Urban Wine Club podcast. Pour a glass, sit back, and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our cocktail webinar series. I'm your host, Forti Stamos, and along with me, my co-host, Ari Kalos. Hello, hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us. And as always, th these are the, the fun segments that we always look forward to. Um, it's the change of season. We definitely do a lot of things, especially when the weather gets colder and colder. And uh, we have another special guest with us who has been with us a couple of times, and we love having him come back. So and I, I'm, I'm sorry to cut in, but I, I mentioned before, <laughs> my absolute favorite guest, because one of the best dressed guests we have, always to the nines, and, and it just makes the whole presentation so much better. It, it, I, I don't really, want to embarrass you. It really, challenges, it really challenges all the other guests that they have to kind of... Yeah, step uh, up your game, people. Right? Step up your game. But... In, in any event, uh, so we're hosting this, uh, this evening the Hendrix Hot Gin Punch Cocktail segment, which uh, to me is fascinating that we actually are going to do recipes and uh, cocktails from hot drinks versus cold. Because when I think of gin, I think of refreshing cold cocktails. Yeah. But in any event, let's, let's, uh, let's invite uh, our guests to the segment. Eric Anderson, thank you so much as always. Welcome to the show. Hey, Eric. Gentlemen. Gentlemen, thank you so much for the intro. Uh, it's great to be here with you guys. It's becoming a tradition, which I absolutely love. Uh, it's <laughs> and we just love it awesome. too. You're gonna be uh, you're gonna be booked every season to make sure you make an appearance here. Absolutely, I've but, got uh, so many more recipes coming for you guys. Oh, right. perfect! So Eric's been with us prior to really talk about gin. You know, uh, Eric's been very um, informative on the origins of gin. What well, gin give, give us a quick, give us a quick background for the on Eric, just in case uh, anybody knew. Well, I'll quickly give a, I mean, then we can have Eric kind of go into it, but Eric is the brand ambassador for Hendrix gin. And Eric, you can give us just a quick, uh, you know, background on yourself and Hendrix. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that. Uh, yeah. So uh, my name is Eric and I look after Hendrix gin for the East coast, basically my uh, main to Miami here in the U S uh, as the brand ambassador. I've been with Hendrix for uh, oh, a little bit over eight years now, uh, based in different parts of the world. And now I'm kind of in the uh, cocktail heart of the world, which is the Northeast of the United States, of course. Um, we have been talking a little bit about the history of gin and the origins of uh, this wonderful juniper spirit. Um, essentially to make this wonderful uh, sort of history of gin a little bit shorter, uh, the juniper spirits were developed in, in Holland around the, or like northern parts of Europe, like in the 1500s, so almost 500 years ago. Technology and all this tradition spread to England uh, in the 1800s. But fast forwarding now to, 20, uh, to the 21st century, we've seen an explosion of new gins in the world. And gin has become a super talked about topic. Mm -hmm. And uh, the last time we checked, I think we have almost 6,000 gins in the world today, which is wow. extraordinary. Wow. Yep. So, Eric, when you say origins, when I think of gin or I used to think of gin, for some reason, James Bond always comes to mind. Because of the martini. And because of the martini. 
Yes. We're not going to make so many martinis today, but I did uh, make myself a small one before we started. No, it, and the martinis is definitely one of the cocktails that had gin come into the fore. And uh, it was the, the cocktail that really spread the word of gin. It is also a very important cocktail for gin because almost all the, the volume in the cocktail, or at least two thirds, is gin. So it's a gin-dominated uh, cocktail. Uh, and that's why it's... Um, it really helps the gin shine, if you wish. Yeah. And that's maybe why I love it so much. And this will be our first ever experience because when we talked about ideas and putting on another segment for cocktails, when you said, oh, it's the fall, let's do some hot cocktails, I was floored that that was even possible. We can absolutely do that. And I think it comes down to uh, bartenders are really looking to learn from chefs. And uh, as a former bartender, we were always kind of peeking into the kitchen to see what the chefs were doing. And uh, I would say like the bar scene is maybe a decade and a half behind the culinary scene. Mm -hmm. So when these amazing chefs started to develop um, this new cuisine area in like 80s, early 90s, and bartenders kind of followed up, uh, followed after that. And that's why um, making drinks and using different techniques is something that we bartenders really have embraced recently. But, what is even more cool is that these cocktails, these hot punches, they were actually made two, three hundred years ago. Wow. Hot gin punches was actually a thing in England back then. And it's been rediscovered now by bartenders. Oh, wow. So That's I think it's super cool. And, you know, New England, uh, I'm down here in, in New York City. It gets cold and we need something to warm up uh, in the winter months. So Very true. Uh, Very true. that's so where the so idea we're doing, comes from. Uh, so we have, you have two recipes and demonstrations for us this yeah absolutely so what we did with Hendrix gin this is almost six years ago now um, it started off in australia and my colleague sebastian Derbome, he was running a hot gin punch competition and that's kind of where what it set off and having bartenders the best bartenders from around the world coming up with the best hot gin punch recipes so uh, we did a little spin on that and we asked the bartenders here in the U.S. to do it as well it's a few years ago. And we came up with some really cool recipes. Uh, I am going to share with you one of my own recipes. I developed, I think it was three or four years ago now. Okay. And then uh, I have Sebastian's uh, recipe as well uh, coming up after that. So we got the first one is the Munrosis, Chronic Munrosis number three which is mine. And then we have the Hippocras punch, which is the second one we'll make today. And that's Sebastian. And so just the so they know, uh, we'll have the actual recipe uh, on the video page as well. Um, and so if anybody misses anything, they can still, still find it. That's really good to hear. Uh, because these punches, they usually have up to 10 ingredients in them. Wow. So it's, uh, it's, it's a little bit more of a complex serve, but in the end of the day, you're making uh, 15 cocktails for, uh, you know, um, a COVID-conscious house party, if you wish. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, so, like, a punch is a sharing drink. So, if you so, don't have 15 people, you have to drink the whole bowl anyways, right? <laughs> well, we should always try to enjoy the unusual responsibly. Um, and, uh, well, we're, not, we're not leaving. We're going to be staying over, right? We're not leaving. I, no, I think uh, Eric is right, uh, you know, and spoken like a true brand ambassador. <laughs> be responsible, people. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, but uh, a couple of uh, glasses of punch, um, and this punch can obviously be made in half size, if you want, as well, which works perfect. So, uh, But they are served hot, and that's why the beauty of them, they're, they're very beautiful in the moment, kind of. 
Um, and it really fills the aroma uh, in the kitchen with all these wonderful spices that we put in them. Oh, nice. Excellent. Nice. All right. Yes. Awesome. Uh, right to it. Should we get into the first one? Yes, sure. And the uh, cool. first cocktail is, uh, did you come up with the name of the cocktail? Yeah, well, actually, no. Uh, there was a bartender in Australia who came up with uh, a recipe called the Chronic Monroses. And uh, we, I think we, ca- we decided to call it the Winter Punch here, was it? No, we still called it uh, the, yeah. the Monroses. Oh, yes. great. We, uh, that's good stuff. No, so he called it that. And a Munro mm-hmm. is a peak in Scotland that is over, I believe, 3,000 feet. So Scotland has a little bit of mountain ranges and they don't, they're not very tall as they are here in the US, but they, are, they have some mountains. And the, the peak that is over three, I think three or 4,000 feet, they are called Munros. Mm. And there are a certain amount of Munros in, in Scotland. So that's where the name comes from. So it's kind of a, it's a cocktail that when you're hiking up in the mountains, you kind of want to have a little warm punch with you, I suppose. Oh, nice. um, and mine is a variation of, of, uh, of his punch essentially and that's how bartenders do these days you know i'm not saying that all cocktails all great cocktails have already been invented but uh, there have been there are tens of thousands of cocktails out there so uh, if you come up with a new one they're typically going to be a variation of what something that is already been done it's funny you, you remind me almost of like musicians who kind of sample other um sounds and then create a new song out of it or something 100 percent mm. uh and then we have the the old musician that comes up with something completely new and then revolutionizes the whole thing. <laughs> but uh, they they're not many of them. Anyway, so what I thought we'd do is we start with the chronic Monroses then. And I'm going to go back and forth between this cam and this cam here. But uh, what we want to do first is to uh, build the foundation of the flavors. And I have two types of juices that I want to use in, in the punch, which is uh, uh, you can use orange or mandarin. Uh, mandarin is very exotic, uh, or you have a little bit of orange. That works well if it's a rich, nice orange juice. And then uh, we're going to put all of the ingredients in the, in the bowl, basically, in the pot. So we got eight ounces of that and eight ounces of the cloudy apple juice. I really like cloudy apple juice, which is unfiltered. And it works really well because it, it has a little bit more depth to it. It creates better textures, maybe? Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, there are these small particles that you don't want to strain out. It really helps. Um, we also have something which is a hibiscus syrup. Wow. And uh, I believe I put, I'm putting four ounces of that. Uh, hibiscus or roselle or sorrel, mm-hmm. they, are, they have many, many names. And this one is the one I bought here. Uh, they look like that. Okay. Sorrel or, uh, or hibiscus or... And they have many, many names, but uh, the beauty of it is that it creates this really, really red, rich in, in flavor and texture kind of, uh, kind of syrup. So I really appreciate that level of depth in the, uh, in, in the. So you made, so you made the syrup. Yeah. So what I made this syrup with, I took essentially just a little coffee cup yep. uh, and put the sorrel in there, yep. like a handful and then half, uh, half a cup of water, half a cup of sugar. So half a oh. cup of like hot water. And then you just let it dissolve. And then you create this really rich, intense mm. red syrup. Oh, that looks good. And then, 
you add that into the pot as well. So the punch is gonna be quite deep red in color. Here we go. And another ingredient which is really important to the drink and also really quite lovely is the rooibos tea. So rooibos tea uh, has a really deep red, rich kind of vanilla tones to it. And uh, it really helps to bring out the other ingredients in the drink as well. So we're gonna pour in some of this tea in here. And I just made tea like here in a little cocktail shaker, but you can make the tea however you like, like so. Like I said, there's a lot of ingredients in the punches, so the <laughs> kitchen is getting a little bit messy, but that's completely fine. I come and in. we get out, yeah, 12 ounces, and that's exactly what we made here. And don't be afraid to make a really strong, big, rich tea, you know? Um, that's completely appropriate for the occasion. All right, so we have the tea ready, and then we are going to add uh, a little bit of lemon as well. And it's, when you make hot gin punches, you don't want to put too much lemon juice because it's not very good for your stomach. So what we do is just, we essentially just press the juice out of, uh, I think I put two ounces in the recipe here. Uh, I wouldn't put more than that. And what you do, if you have a small lemon, you get about an ounce from it. And if you have a medium sized lemon, you can get up, up to two ounces depending on the size of them. And it's also good to know if you're making, if you're having a cocktail party, if you're making a certain amount of uh, drinks, you know that um, a lime is typically one ounce and the lemon is a little bit more. Okay, that's actually good. good yeah, and it, like you would think that because it's a lemon, it, it weighs, you know, quite, it weighs quite a bit, but when you press the juice, you only get about 35 to, or up to 40% of the, of the weight uh, in the liquid oh. that you're pressing out. So the rest, uh, more than half is actually pulp and peel and, you know, and that stuff. So we pressed it fresh there. That's really good. And I think this is a good time to taste the punch as well. So what we want to check for here is the balance between the sugar and uh, tartness. And uh, it's really like the, the richness and the balance of it. You want to see so it's not too sour, not too tart or not too sweet either. And I think we, it's a really important thing when you make a punch. That's uh, where you want to aim at. So how's it tasting? It's tasting, it's really well balanced and it's not overly sweet on okay. one end. So Perfect. I think it's, uh, it's bang on actually. And the hot gin punches, they're, they're not, you know, there are a lot of recipes uh, that you should look at and kind of guide you. But it's one of the drinks that I personally think that you don't have to be very super exact on the pouring. Mm. When you're making it, you taste it along the way, maybe you prefer a little bit more of that flavor. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that the punches as a family of drinks is something that you can really elaborate and make. You know, you can tweak it a little bit yourself. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so we got a little bit of uh, star anise here for this one. And we're just uh, popping it that into the punch like this. And will that this be time... a, a licorice element? Exactly. It's a beautiful licorice element to it. But this drink also has a little bit of a, um, a vegetal note to it. And in terms of vegetal, I'm going to add some rosemary. Ooh. It's also quite rich, piney. Yeah. Rosemary works exceptionally well with gin because essentially juniper berries, that's a key ingredient in gin, is obviously very strongly related to all things pine. Yeah. So Sounds that's really good. And we got, I put the heat on now. Note now that I haven't put the Hendrix in just yet. 
So I'm just putting all the other ingredients and especially these herbs that I'm putting in in the end, they need a bit of time to, to sit and marinate into this, to extract the full flavors of them. So we're going to put that in. And I think there was a little bit of water in the, in the recipe. If you make uh, the tea, you can put a little bit more tea, essentially. It doesn't really uh, matter if you put more water or tea. Um, uh, so so that, that works perfect. And then what we want to do as well is to add an apple. And I went to the farmer's markets a couple of days ago, and I got some uh, local apples. Because they are in season now, I really recommend everyone to, you know, just if you're making cocktails at home and whatnot, the apples right now, they're just, they're just great. Yeah. They look really good. Does it matter big what apple? I forgot to ask it before I cut it. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone now. But he set it up. <laughs> I have one uh, that is a honey crisp here okay. that I, uh, any apple. Yeah, you, I think you can use an apple, and that's the beauty of it as well. It doesn't really uh, have to be that specific. All right, cool. Um, but what we want to do is, like, we want to put it into the mix here. And if you can follow with this camera here, yeah, you can see how it is materializing. Oh, yeah, in the yeah. Pop. Oh, it looks good. Well, we can good see. stuff. When they invent um, the technology to send smell through the internet, we're going to really have something. You know, there was this episode of Futurama that Dr. <laughs> Farnsworth you yeah. had a smell a smelloscope. Yeah, I remember that one. That, that would so be amazing good. if they could invent that. <laughs> I would buy a smelloscope any day of the week. Any day of the week. Okay, I think we got everything in here now um, in terms of the ingredients. And I, I'm going to put the lid on this punch right now. Maybe actually move it to the side for a second. So we want to you know, um, keep the heat on but definitely not uh, not cook it. We don't want to boil the punch. Simmer. We want to just simmer. let it simmer. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You can bring it up to heat. You can use full gas then. But once it starts to you know move around a little bit, come down in temperature and just keep it warm. Uh, so is there a recommended time frame that you that you you could let us know that we haven't done it? We haven't cooked it for too long or simmered it for too short. I think that. Um, think about it at, like at least 30 minutes. Okay. But if it sits for an hour and a half, it's oh. not bad. Okay. But really low temperature. And if you get a lot of condens uh, a lot of evaporation from the liquid, you can sure. put a little bit more water in there. That's okay. not, never a problem. Okay. So what you, the point of a little bit longer boil is to extract more from yeah. the herbs in there. Mm, okay. So that, that's why we want to keep it a little bit longer. So the chronic monrosis is boiling right now. Uh, and I think that we could be ready for the next one. Sure. sure. So we'll let the punch simmer. Yep. And then we can get into the second recipe. And wh what, which one is this one again? This one is called the Hippocras punch. That's an interesting name. Oh, well, Eric, is there any yeah. Greek root to this recipe? There has to be a Greek root to this recipe. Hippocrates. Hippocrates, <laughs> right? Exactly. It is certainly, uh, and uh, and my colleague who came up with the the, the formula, the recipe, uh, he's French, and he is he grew up in the really really south of France in the Mediterranean. So it's it's a Mediterranean touch to the drink, gotcha. definitely. It's uh, it's a really lovely one, 
and it does contain some fresh pineapple. Oh wow! Uh, pineapple wine, a little bit of black, a little bit of white pepper, and uh, we also have some tea. So when you're, if you want to come up with your own twists on punches, uh, if you want to use a type of tea, it's an exceptional like addition to the drink because the the word punch and the cocktail punch it the uh, it has a long long history it actually has a almost 200 years more history than the word cocktail hmm. the word cocktail was uh, uh, first mentioned in writing in the early 1800s but the word punch was mentioned in the early to mid 1600s interesting so it has an exceptionally long history hmm. and the the word punch means in a couple of languages in South Asia means number five. Hmm. So in Hindi, in Pashto, in, uh, in Farsi, uh, you have the number five. So punch uh, number five the, uh, comes from how many ingredients you have in a drink or uh, what the key ingredients are in a drink. Actually, not, not the, the amount of ingredients, but... Uh, the five the five key ingredients that you need oh, okay and uh, what you need is uh, a liquor a citrus a sugar some spices and water oh, oh interesting. so those are the five that are going to that's and obviously yep exactly and uh, you can obviously play around uh, in all of those five fields so maybe not so much yeah. is that where the term punch because you have five fingers you're going to punch them <laughs> and i just... don't think so <laughs> okay <laughs> No connection. <laughs> no con- are you sure? Okay. Just wanted to throw that out. But, but that's fascinating that that's where the term punch comes from. Five ingredients. Wow. Five ingredients. Uh, and uh, as you saw in the last one that we are like having simmering now, the, we have the, uh, well, the alcohol we're putting in in the end, actually. I'm marinating and warming up the other ingredients first. The reason I'm doing this is that we don't want the alcohol to completely evaporate. Mm. Um, and you know, we know that alcohol boils at a lower temperature than water. So first we want to integrate the flavors and extract them from the herbs and the dry spices. Yeah. And towards the end, we can pour in the Hendrix. So um, that, that, that's the kind of the idea. And it's good to think about it that when you're making drinks at home, maybe you have uh, uh, a couple of family members coming over a, a good friend that has been uh, COVID tested and uh, you have this little gathering. When you, when you put this uh, uh, drink on the stove and cook it, cook it a little bit in advance. And it doesn't matter if it sits there, you know, on the stove and then you can just like warm it up and then you put the gin in, in the end. Okay. okay. And I mean, this is, this is very good because the, the holidays are coming up and, and, you know, I think exactly. we're going to really uh, market these as well the, uh, because of the holidays. And I, I know that lots of people will be very interested in making these drinks with the colder weather, with the holidays, people, you know, whatever you're doing. I, I think it's a very uh, a good aspect of, of, well, I'm, I'm sure a lot of us will be hosting at home because there are not yeah. many options. Yeah. So that, yeah, this is this is actually perfect for that. And it's a great one. You pour yourself a little of it, and you can go out on the balcony and kind of keep warm for a bit. And get the heck uh, away from everybody. Yep, I know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, it's 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 really a wonderful, and it's it's a drink that fits the holidays so well. Yeah, yeah, I really I like this kind of drink. And you um, know, the 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 drink that's simmering right now, the even just the color. Uh, matches the whole holiday spirit <laughs> yeah and you can see it here i actually turned the heat off briefly now because it's 
It was a oh, little yeah. bit warm. But yeah, that looks beautiful. Nice and rich. I wish we had the, one of those smelloscopes over here. <laughs> so so tell not, us, uh, yeah. the aroma, the, the aroma is amazing right now, I bet. Yeah, it fills the whole kitchen. And oh, this also, nice. it's, it's amazing for if you, if you run a bar as well, it, it's pretty cool if you have one of these on the, on the counter or even like just on the back bar and you have a, like a half a gallon of this uh, slowly simmering, it's, the aroma fills the room. Mm. And uh, it's really, really cool how to see like how when a guest walks by and they're like, yeah, yeah. What a great that? selling point, huh? Exactly. It's so, so brilliant because, you know, you know we, yeah. I was just going to say people, people go through so much to decorate, to do whatever, you know, having a nice aroma, this, this holiday aroma uh, is such a good addition. Yep. And I think we, we use all our five senses when we drink cocktails, you know, you, you hear a cocktail shaker uh, in the background. Uh, you see a drink coming towards you. You bring the glass up to your nose. You smell it first, mm-hmm. and then you have you taste you. You get the texture of the cocktail uh, because that's kind of more of a, um, a faster mm-hmm. way for the brain to process that data. And mm-hmm. then comes the flavor. So flavor is actually the fifth uh, sense that the brain is processing. It takes the longest. So. Uh, you know, we already have made our mind up a little bit uh, of the drink, especially if it has a great smell. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, and I think like the garnish game and it's really important to have a drink look good, but the drink to smell great. Mm. I don't think it's as um, of a uh, explored path. And if you warm something up like this, obviously the smell is amazing. Well, look, I, I just I just imagine myself like walking into your into your apartment right now. I, I don't see the drink. I don't know what's going on, but I'm automatically going to get that aroma. I could just imagine it right now. And that right there sells it. And so I'm so, already happy. Are we it's so. getting <laughs> quite intense. I'm going to angle this down and see if you can see it from here. And, uh, <clears throat> Red. Yep. And uh, wow. OK, <laughs> let's keep it there for a minute. Um, let's dive into the second punch. Sure. Uh, Ari, uh, Ari, real quickly, uh, can we like next time uh, do these segments while we're there with Eric? Instead? I know we do. We do all these segments, and we 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 don't have the benefit of uh, being there to to actually partake in this. And well, I think that's going to come after we get through some of these uh, interesting times that we're in. But after that, I say we 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 start booking these all together. But see, I, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Eric, but Eric seems like somebody who may not want us there because we're the two guys that are never going to leave, and he's just going to be like, all right, guys, time to go. There's a, there's a guest room, guys. <laughs> so, Eric, so, now that you're, guest room. you get, like, neighbors knocking on your door when you're making rest of these cocktails that are just curious about what's going on with the aromas? I think, yeah, we got some no- notice uh, on uh, when we were having cocktails on the balcony. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, your balcony, I bet you a lot of people are looking and, and wondering what's going on. Yep, definitely. Yeah, and awesome. also when I'm shooting cocktail videos out there, people think I'm slightly mad, but uh, <laughs> I, Love it. I'm Love fine it. with that. No, that's awesome. Uh, no, good stuff. Let's see if we can get a little bit of uh, the ingredients for the second punch in here. Sure. And it's a cool one. I really like the... Uh, uh, the style is approaching. So my, my, as mentioned, my colleague Seb uh, from South of France, he wanted to bring in white wine and some brighter flavors in there. 
So as you notice, the first punch is actually quite big, rich, pungent, you know, like really quite, really deep and rich in flavor. But yeah. this one is more, a little bit more elegant. And it brings, it comes from that white wine, I think. And pineapple is such a great ingredient. And we know that we don't live in the part of the world where pineapple is, uh, you know, they're not quite as, it, it's hard to get them perfectly ripe and sweet, yeah. right? But the great way to get the rich pineapple flavor is to make, put it into a punch like this. Mm -hmm. Because if you, if you boil it or if you like simmer it uh, for a little bit, it extracts beautiful flavors from the pineapple. So mm, okay. it's, it's a great way to kind of cook or make cocktails with pineapple to make a hot drink. Uh, so I'm doing, let's see if we can see this one. You can see this on the camera, right? Yes. Perfect. I got a half a pineapple here. There's a kind of big one. And uh, I'm just taking off the peel of it first, like yeah. this. And, got some um, there, Eric. Uh, maybe a little bit, not, not too great, unfortunately. But here we go. Get, cutting off that stuff. And I'm going to... It's taking up a lot of space. I'm going to throw this away like that. And then we'll cut it like so. And just make sure that you dice the pineapple uh, so you have um, not too big of dices. And what I typically do is that I get the, uh, this uh, centerpiece, which is kind of the, the heart of the pineapple. Yeah. I'll put that aside a little bit because that's something we can put it in the punch and everything. But it's not something we want people to eat and serve because the fibers are just a little bit too much. Well, we can I think. pour that into Ari's drink. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. Excellent. So we we'll just put that into the second uh, the second bowl here, or the second pot, I suppose, yes. and then uh, we'll dice these guys up. And the punch. This one also requires a bit of time. So the whole thing about starting early on the punches is, is quite important, I would say. And uh, uh, refresh my memory on the, on the, on the recipes you have. Uh, do you have the time, the, the, the prep time and the cook time? Or? I believe you do. This one, yeah, this one is the same. I would say at least half an hour, but after it, it doesn't hurt to let it simmer for a little bit longer. So the key here is Ari, as, as Eric has mentioned, low heat, you can let it go for a while. Right. Low heat, long time. Long time. Yeah. And it's also, it's like, it's like a whiskey almost. Uh, there are now tech, uh, technological ways to uh, speed up aging of whiskey. And oh. uh, it's usually not very good. So I was going to say, uh, I, I, it doesn't sound like it would be. No. Is it all based on no. temperature? Oh, yeah, exactly. And uh, well, and also a bunch of other uh, probably chemical ideas, but um, yeah. Uh, this one cannot really be rushed like this. So you want to just have it simmer slowly. So um, have a drink while you're waiting is what, what we're saying. Great idea. <laughs> Maybe a little Henrik's martini. <laughs> Absolutely. So we got a bit of uh, wine in this one. And it's always white wine. Yeah, this is a white wine. Uh, the recommendation is yeah. uh, to have something that is, I believe what he said was... Uh, Maybe a Sauvignon Blanc, but um, so dry white I think, wine. yeah, a dry white wine, essentially. Okay. Makes sense. And so the recipe that we have forwarded out is, it asks for uh, one liter, which is a, like a big wine bottle. 
I'm making half of it right now. Okay. Mostly because I'm home alone. <laughs> well, you have neighbors, don't you? Well, uh, I do have neighbors, actually. Thought they would have just went with the whole thing. Yes. It's Thursday. I think we all deserve some <laughs> kind of uh, beverage. Thirsty Thursday. Yes. Thirsty Thursday. Exactly. And now when we have liquid and some solids in here, I'll put the heat on. Yeah. And we can uh, just let that simmer for a little bit. Just bring it up to temperature. Once the temperature is up, minimum temperature. Cool. So we, got, we got two recipes going at the same time for uh, brewing here. Exactly. So in, uh, in the big pot, we got the oh, mineralsis yeah. punch. The smell is really taking over the room right now, I'm telling you. Mm. Ah. And it's slowly starting to pick up here. You, there's much, many, many pineapple right now, but the wine really comes out pretty quickly. But let's go through the other ingredients as well. Sure. Because uh, what we want to have in this is a bit of uh, chamomile tea to start with. Let's see here. I'm going to measure around uh, eight ounces of this strong chamomile tea like that. And when do we have sugar, which is, did we put the ingredients down in ounces? You know, I can tell you in one moment. Give me one second. And I'll you did. Do you see that? Yeah. Um, it's, it's, you, there's measurements for every ingredient. Okay. I was just wanted to check if the ounce, if the ingredients are listed in ounces or in well, metric. Some is metric and some is ounces. Gotcha. So I think the, this one with the sugar is 200 grams. What we want to have, that's around seven ounces okay. of sugar approximately. And, uh, this well, recipe is for like a half a bottle of Henry. So the right. one liter of wine is a big wine bottle. Okay. Or like a medium-sized wine bottle. Um, and the 350 or 375 is a half a Hendrix bottle. Because a full Hendrix bottle is 750. 750, exactly. Got that, already? We do have. We do have the... Uh, <laughs> one liter. The big... Right? Uh, the li one liter and one seven five as well. Wow. But, um, yeah. But I think when we put it up, if we, we can maybe look at putting the, uh, the recipes on um, a bit of uh, both... Maybe metric or just stick to answers on. Who would have thunk the U.S. would just stick with uh, one of the four countries in the world that does not do metric? <laughs> yeah, we've it's been a topic previously <laughs> of discussion. Um, so what I do have here now is I want to get some orange in here, but not necessarily orange juice, but we want to have the peel of the orange. Mm. And in the orange peel, you have all the lovely oils. Mm. Uh, so important. And also another reason why orange peel in gin cocktails works so well is that orange peel is typically botanical in gins. So Hendrix gin uses orange peel as one of the ingredients in the gin. So if you then have orange peel in a cocktail with Hendrix, it kind of matches and marries super well. So I'm getting four peels of orange here, and I'm just going to put these so normally when you make like an old fashioned or Manhattan or any cocktail with a citrus peel, you want to press the peel in like this over the drink. But because we're kind of cooking it here, yeah. it's going to be a full extraction anyway. So you can just put it all in there together. Okay. And I am, uh, the reason why we want to cook this one a little bit longer is mainly because of the pineapple. We want it to break down. So we have the pineapple. I have pre-crushed a little bit of white pepper. Ah, yes. And then we have the clove and the cinnamon uh, coming down as well. That's it. And this one, I'm putting the gin in a little bit later on this, but 
let's just put this one on the slower lower temperature now. It should be all boiling. Almost ready to go. Yeah. And I think that we should be ready for a first taste of the of the first punch. I can smell yeah. it here. It's yeah, yeah. We're getting some really, really good flavor in there on it. Eric, I think the the big question here is, what are you going to do with all this once uh, the webinar is over? I mean, well, <laughs> well, I'm like probably going to have to make some new friends. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think we should. Uh, I'm going to get a little cup for this. I think because what we need is to serve this in a little vessel, and uh, Frank, a good I think vessel. I, Frank, I think we could be in Brooklyn. It's literally about two and a half, three hours. I mean, yeah. I just let the uh, let the punch still simmer. <laughs> I'll I'll leave it on. He's gonna shut the lights off. <laughs> <laughs> Turn the lights down low. So what we got here? I want to get a little bit of this um, of this punch here, and to bring it up, I think it's um, the easiest way is probably to pour it in uh, into uh, into a little measuring cup. Because it's very, it's a lot of, um, it's very hot essentially. Hmm. So, so we want to do that, and then we want to let's see how like that. We take the punch bowl, and then we're gonna pour it and strain this off. Because now there's so, so many small particles and whatnot in here. Yeah. And uh, it's important to get and separate these things from each other. I'm gonna pour a little bit. I'm not gonna pour all of it. Okay. Just a bit to yeah. see. So you can see there. Yep. It's a nice, oh. a nice color. It has a really, really deep, rich color in there. Yeah. It's, it's quite, quite deep red. Let me take it out like this. So here you have a Beautiful. actual punch. And it's all about concentrating those flavors in here. So what I want to do is to pour like maybe half a glass of this. Yeah. About that much. And then we get to the best part of it. Here we go. And to pour in the gin towards the end. Let me just ask you, is it, is it, can you drink it as just a punch? You can, absolutely. It looks pretty tasty. It I mean, it's, not, it's not as fun, but... That's not allowed. <laughs> no, but I, I think it's important to, to recognize as well, if, if we have uh, uh, guests who are not drinking alcohol, it, ah. it's really good for, for ah, that. Ah, good point, and good point, yes. Give some to the kids as well before we put in the gin. A virgin. Um, yeah, but what I would recommend then is that you, put some water in because the flavor okay. that we've created here it's uh, super super rich and pungent. oh yeah, yeah good point yes wow um, so it's, it's just yeah it's just like very very intense at this so that's where the gin comes out and it really helps it out and you can of course put in the gin a little bit before you serve it but just not too long before so you mm -hmm. pour the you pour the punch into the glass and then you pour the the hendrix to finish it off exactly Okay. And for the garnish, I think it's really, really neat to use the apples oh, that wow. we had in, in there. And they're a little bit mushy, but if you have a sharp enough knife, you know, you can something oh. like that. Oh. And it is quite warm now. If you have a teacup instead, you can serve it like that. But Oh, that's beautiful. And these apples are some of the best apples you've ever had because they're punch infused. Would you ever coat the rim of the glass? I think you can definitely do that. Um, with this one, it would probably be a sugar rim. Sugar rim. Um, a salt rim would would not maybe. How about, a, how about a cinnamon rim? That would be really cool. Oh. Cinnamon. Uh, maybe you can make like a cinnamon sugar mix. Oh, yeah. There you go. Or like bring. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, that sounds pretty cool. Wow. I remember doing that. Oh, I did something like that for a New Year's party a long time ago where we had, uh, we dipped the glasses upside down in, uh, it was like a citrus, some kind of citrus juice, and then we dipped it in sugar. Oh, nice. So it was almost like a, uh, yeah, like a, a sweet and sour rim yeah, yeah, yeah. in a way. It was a bit more sweet than sour, but um, I can definitely do that. Um, I feel like I'm watching uh, two DJs remixing the music live right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's about remixing, I think. I'm going to give this a little try now. Please do. And please give us the, the breakdown. Uh, it's so intense. It's so big in flavor and rich in flavor. Uh, you can even, you can almost put some water in this, some hot water, and it will still remain very big. Wow. So if somebody it prefers is. like a strong drink, you could leave it as is. If somebody prefers something maybe a little bit lighter, you add a little bit of hot water. Just from the sound effects, we can, we can hear how intense it is. <laughs> It really, really is. That's really nice. So that's our chronic no. Monroe. Monrosis. Chronic Monrosis yes. number three. Number three. I okay. love that name. It was a bartender in Brisbane, Australia, who came up with the first one. Okay. Samuel Trippett, I believe his name was. Uh, is. So I gave, I gave him a little, uh, sent him an email a few, month, a few years ago, and I told him, I made a twist on your punch. So Eric, real quickly. Uh, would, yep. would a cocktail like this at, at the restaurant level or at a, at a bar setting, would it be a combination of the, it being uh, part made in the kitchen and part at the bar because of the um, keeping it, it boiling and keeping it hot? So I think you can keep this in the bar still. Okay. And there are several solutions for this for your bartenders out there. When you have um, you know, the hot cider container you keep yes. in a bar that has some kind of heating system built in, ah. perfect for this. And there are even some, uh, just a very basic, like, uh, it looks like a water boiler, but it's a pot that is electrical. I you see. just keep that on there. And it's okay. like a half a gallon or maybe one gallon in size. And you just have that in the bar. And it, it only takes about like eight inches at the most. Okay. A round one. You keep that in the corner somewhere. And you just let it on the lowest temperature and let it simmer in the night. All right. So you can build a whole drink at the bar. Yeah, Absolutely. As, as you, guys, you guys are both pro industry professionals. How, how feasible is it to make these types of drinks at a bar? Is, is, it, is it something that's like worthwhile? Is it something that um, you guys find if you're a really busy bar? Is it something that like you as a bartender will be like, oh, man, do I have to do this? Or like, what are your thoughts on that? As not, not at home. At home, this is amazing and perfect. At a bar, though, I... I I, I feel like it's it's difficult. Well, I don't know. You just mentioned a keyword professional. So I, I I believe this is just my take, Eric. I mean, in a in an environment that actually uh, cares about the quality of their of their of their servers and bartenders, I think they would still be able to execute despite how busy an establishment. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You can you can do it, but it all comes down to logistical solutions on this. And it because it's a hot drink it does require a little bit extra more than, you know, your typical mise en place. Um, if you have uh, this kind of side, like hot cider heater that sits in the bar that doesn't take up a lot of space and you serve this one, I would recommend to serve it in uh, maybe on a little teacup with a saucer. Because if you do that, you can put maybe a little cookie on the side, the saucer, it looks really nice. And it's a hot drink as well. So you need to have... Uh, um, mm you need to have uh, a bit of, um, um, I, so you can't like maybe grab the, the drink immediately when you take it. Oh, so yeah. the, the teacup is really good. 
And since, uh, since yeah. it could simmer for, for a long period of time and you don't add the gin really until a little bit before you serve it, I guess that really is more convenient than I was thinking. So, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you have the container here, you can just, you know, you pour your four or five ounces of the punch. Yeah. And then you have your one and a half to two ounces of Hendrix, depending mm -hmm. on your size of teacup, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, the reason why Hendrix works really well in these is that the botanical composition, it lends itself to making this type of warm drink. I have to tell you, Eric, I, uh, I popped a Hendrix bottle um, two days ago and we're talking about aromas. My God, do I love the smell of Hendrix. So, so good. It is exquisite. Yeah. Our master distiller, Leslie, she, she really pioneered this new style of making gin because, you know, gin was a very constant kind, type of uh, uh, category from the early 1800s up until 20 years ago, essentially. And mo not many people made gin in different ways. It was a very traditional way, you made it like this, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, when, uh, when Leslie was creating it and we, uh, we asked her, like we, or the, when uh, the, the company asked her, we want to have cucumbers and roses in the gin. And she said, mm. well, I can do that but I can't call it London dry gin anymore because you can't put the cucumbers and roses in the pot stills. The flavor disintegrates and doesn't work. So she said like, if I distill them separately and use them as infusions into the gin afterward, it'll taste amazing, but we can't call it London dry gin. And uh, our uh, chairman at that time, he said, marvelous. I don't care what you call it, make it delicious. <laughs> and that's, that's the kind of the birth of the distilled gin category. She basically came came up with this idea of adding new infusions, but adding them in a different way. Wow. Uh, so kind of breaking the ground, break, breaking the tradition a little bit of what gin is yeah. or was at that time. And I think like it's traditional gin has a very important place and role to play in the world of bartending and, and cocktails and everything. Absolutely. I think that gin is uh, in 2020 now, it's, it's more now. Yeah. It's bigger. I agree with you. So now it's, we have, um, we have this, we did the first one. We saw it, we tasted it. We couldn't smell it, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, how much time does the second need? Uh, the second one, it's coming along here. I think it, we should be able to get a taste from it pretty soon here. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the, the aroma is really filling up the room now on this one. It's how's so different. That, how's that aroma? It's quite pineapple forward, but mm. the tea uh, in this one, remind, uh, we were using a, a bit of uh, chamomile tea. Yeah. So you can see here that uh, it's simmering along really well. The pineapple is still a little bit hard, but when you garnish this drink, you, you don't really need a, a garnish on the rim of the glass or whatnot. You just need to put a couple of chunks of pineapple in the glass. So that's kind of your snack together. <laughs> Here we go. I'm going to add a little bit more heat. But we can definitely have this, have a try. Um, and then just uh, go through the third punch as well. If we have time for that, right? Yeah, we, yeah. Absolutely. Excellent. Unfortunately, mm. Eric, I have nowhere to go. I am here. Excellent. I am too. So I look forward to sharing a bit more of that <laughs> with you. Uh, so once this one is cooking over here, I'm going to put the lid back on. Try not to burn the kitchen down. <laughs> um, and we'll go into talking a little bit about the spiced milk punch. And this, now this, this one, this one sounds interesting. I don't yeah. think I've ever had 
Ah, uh, spiced milk punch. It, it, it sounds weird to me, but I, I, I don't pass judgment until I'm going to see what you do with this. Uh, yeah, no, it is definitely a more unusual style of making a drink, of course. I mean, uh, milk punch is something that we see a little bit of resurgence of. Uh, some bars are doing it, mm-hmm. uh, spiced milk punch, but doing it warm is probably, uh, it's quite unusual. But what we want to utilize here is, again, another type of tea. And uh, for this one, we're using chai tea. Mm, okay. And chai well, that, tea that, has That this... to me sounds, you know, spiced and chai go together. Yeah, exactly. So we're doing a, a chai milk, essentially. And this is how chai is, is drunk uh, in um, several parts of Asia, that they would, have, uh, they would have it in milk instead of water. So you would put, uh, and I suppose we do it here as well, but maybe not as much. But you just put your chai tea bag in milk and warm it up. And uh, of course, we're not boiling it, but we're just, you know, heating it up slowly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we make it like a chai milk. And then what you want to have in the punch as well is a little bit more spices. So I came up with this spice milk punch recipe where we make some uh, uh, sp- a spicy syrup, like a sp- uh, essentially a spice syrup. Okay. where you take uh, your sugar and water and a simple syrup, first of all, to make is just uh, sugar and water equal parts in weight. You heat up the, the liquid so you dissolve the sugar mm-hmm. and that's your simple syrup. What you can then do is that you can make, uh, you can build on this syrup and make it a flavored syrup. So that's why the spicy, like a spice syrup, uh, you can just put in cloves, nutmeg, and got some really big nice nutmegs here that works uh, perfectly for for this kind of cocktail uh, cinnamon uh, uh, and a bunch of other stuff like and then you you make you ground this up and you put it in the sugar syrup and let that simmer for a bit so you essentially create a spicy syrup and i think we got the recipe here as well right yeah yeah we have yeah. a yeah the spiced milk punch we also have the recipe which we will post as well excellent so we have that so the spice syrup and what's good about these things is that you don't just make spice syrup for one drink or two drinks. You probably make like a half a quart of it and mm-hmm. then you cool it down. It's set in the fridge and that stuff lasts forever. So the, the, this could, this could replace like eggnog for the holidays, I say. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole point of this drink because right. it is richer, but in the end of the day, the base beer we're using is gin. So that brightens it up and the Hendrix really works well in it. Um, so we got our chai milk. You take a chai tea bag in milk and then you have your spice syrup on the side, a half an ounce of that, four ounces of the milk, half an ounce of the spice syrup. And then you can also, and I recommend it to use a bit of half and half and even full cream, but just like an ounce of it at the most to, to bring that richness to the drink. Wow, yeah. And again, about an ounce and a half of Hendrix into it. So, so right now we're setting trends right now. This is, this is where it's beginning right now. We are replacing eggnog. This is where it begins. Everybody's going to refer back to this. <laughs> Listen to Massachusetts and beyond. Here's where it starts. We, we, Ari, we got we to gotta, uh, include that in our what you're drinking. Uh, oh, yes, yes, campaign. yes, absolutely. Yo, yeah, we're going we're gonna to link right to this video. Absolutely. And I think, which is great now, most people at least have a little bit more time at home. Um, and to spend in the kitchen. And I, I see a lot of Instagram is blowing up with home cooking right now. And this could be, you know, taking that home cooking to be a bit more home bartender, but you're doing, 
you're making your own house syrups and stuff like that. Um, And I can really recommend all you home bartenders out there who wants to, uh, to make new cocktails to maybe make a raspberry syrup, which is super easy. And then you find the cocktail, the Clover Club, which Uh is the Hendrix gin raspberry syrup, some uh, uh, fresh lemon juice and just a touch of egg white. And um, if you want to go with the original recipe, it also has a little bit of dry vermouth. But that cocktail is amazing, but it does require you to prepare a few ingredients on the side before. But if you have time and spend more time in the kitchen, that's, uh, the time is now. I think, yeah, the, this is the time. This is the time. This is exactly what people need and want. And I, I think it's perfect. That I, I really, really want to push this spiced milk uh, punch to, uh, for, for the holidays. Like this, this is my goal right now. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. It's a, it's a beautiful drink. I've, I've, I've made it for a lot of events, uh, especially in the winter months and uh, holiday and the winter months. And it's just like, it takes a little bit of time for the brain to process what you're actually having. But when you taste it and all the flavors just come bang and popping mm. at you, it's, it's super, super cool. Yeah. All good stuff. All good stuff. This is like, wow. Um, to have a, Gin segment during the uh, colder winter days was something I would never think of, but now I'm all about that. I'm all about that. Yeah. My God. I'm like so wishing I could taste all this stuff. Like I said, two and a half hours, Forty. We could be in Brooklyn. Let's do it. (laughs) Two and a half hours. We just just need Eric's guarantee that he's going to lock the doors and run. We got some questions too for Eric from the audience before we. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Go for it, Eric. Uh, one question here to to kick off. Uh, after you make the punch and you don't use it all, can you refrigerate it and reuse it? Absolutely, you can uh, just keep it in Tupperware, uh, or even uh, if you want to strain off the solids, you can put it in the bottle, funnel it into a bottle, and uh, put it in the fridge. It, okay. This stuff lasts for, for quite – it doesn't last forever, but at least like a week or two in the fridge if you keep it cold. So, Good question. Yeah, hit it. So after – could you – I'm sorry, you made, you made, can you reheat it after you pull it out of the refrigerator? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's super easy. And if you put it back in a pot, you can just add a little, little dash of extra water in there. Okay. If you, it depends on how much you need because if you, you will always have some re-evaporation of the water when you're doing mm-hmm. that. So – uh, but it's all good. Uh, second question. You did mention uh, recommending uh, in, pouring in, in a teacup. Um, any other glassware that you recommend other than a teacup? I mean, I was using this type of glass here. I, you know what I, I, that I, have, I thought about a yeah. mug, a mug with a handle. Would that work? It would totally work. Okay. I mean, yeah, why not? There you go. I put it more for the show so we can see the color yeah, yeah, of the drink. Yeah. yeah but yeah, as you. Sense. When you serve it, definitely uh, uh, a mug it works perfect. I, I have my own question. Yeah, I just I just came up with it. <laughs> We're gonna bottle this time. Is it is it perishable? Can I bottle this? Snag one of your Instagram pictures, Eric. Put a label on it and just sell the stuff. And will you go in with me as a partner? We need to negotiate this after the call, I think. All right. Okay. We'll, we'll talk about that after. I'll, I'll send a little label recommendation for you. You can sell it. I'll design everything. Don't worry. Well, Beautiful. as um, Eric, we just want to also let our audience know that uh, when they watch these segments, we're trying to encourage a lot of our, our followers that uh, to take pictures of cocktails and to tag us 
Um, and we definitely uh, would like this segment to be one of the, the kickstarters. Oh, we've absolutely. Got, we've got this campaign called What You're Drinking, and we're asking our audience and our followers to take pictures and photos or images of what they're making, you know, tag tag us, and we can definitely share all these uh, wonderful uh, approaches and demonstrations from our from our followers on the cocktail recipe yeah if anybody makes any of these three absolutely post it absolutely tag us and actually um tag eric and should they tag you uh do you is i know it's instagram young mr flanagan but is do you have are is that what you are on facebook as well yeah well no eric anderson so they could tag Uh, you as I think it's taggable, yeah. Um, on Facebook, it's Eric Anderson with a K and double S. You know, uh, you know what I'll do? Uh, I'm, I'm going to find you on Facebook. I know you on Instagram, and I'm going to post the exact tags that people could use for this because you guys have to try these recipes and definitely tag Eric on them because these are so good. I, I can only imagine how tasty these are. And I'm going to make the, the spice milk punch for sure instead of eggnog. A hundred percent, because it just awesome. it just got my attention. We have um, we have a lot of recipes at HendrixGin.com as well, um, and it, yeah, I do post sometimes uh, some new recipes on my Instagram or Ginstagram, if you like, uh, <laughs> at Young wow. Mister Flanagan. Yeah, yeah, we, we'll definitely link to those. We'll link to the Hendrix site as well, obviously, and then um, I always link your Instagram because you guys, please, you gotta check out. Eric's Instagram. I, I, I said it once. I said it again. I'm a straight married man with a baby, but you got to check out his Instagram. This guy knows how to do pictures. Okay. He's like my favorite, my, my favorite guy to do the promos for because he just, he, 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 he embodies that whole like Sorry. spirit. Well, on, on that note, Ari, then we definitely <laughs> need to bring Eric back. Uh, you know, Eric, you did mention a couple of like New Year's Eve recipes. So hopefully we'll have you back before the New Year's for some of those uh, demonstrations for our, for our audience? I would love to, yeah. There, I have a, a, other, a few other punches uh, that I can share, but a bunch of other recipes as well that I've done awesome. for New Year's parties in the past. Excellent. So I would love to. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I'm going to pour a little glass of that second punch here yeah. Yeah. Uh, to finish this off, just to make sure that we have... Um, let's see how we do this. I'm going to get a little spoon to get the, all the pineapple pieces in here before oh. pieces. And then uh, I think we're going to do it like this. I'm going to pour this over the sink so we don't yeah, that's, spill that's too much. Like a pour. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Like so. And this is, it's really a bit more of a lighter style of uh, a punch, but it has an amazing aroma right now. And that white pepper together with the pineapple, it's mm. perfect. White pepper. I'm gonna keep that. In. Yeah, it's, I, it's, I, I, I don't even know what that is, honestly. It's pepper that's white. <laughs> thank, thank you, Forty. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I put this one in here. So yeah, this one has. Let's go with this one here. It's just essentially. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yellow, deep, rich yellow. With the pineapple yellow. looks good. So good. yeah, now the pineapple has uh, has got. Uh, we've got all the flavors out from it. So. You know, after just a few minutes, there's not much pineapple flavor, but now it tastes a lot of pineapple. So, Eric, what about, um, you know, remedies? If you have a sore throat, would this be a good remedy? I think it's nice for a sore throat. Uh, We're not saying that these are medicines at all, 
but medicinal. Warm drink but like but you use you use rooibos roo- roo- tea, which yeah has some medicinal qualities. There you go. The tea definitely has. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then the gin will just make you feel better, just in general. In general, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> mm. well, uh, and the pineapple. Oh my god. Yeah. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. Ooh. And they're quite warm as well. It's so it soaked up everything, and it probably tastes amazing. Oh, this is yep. this is this is fascinating. Yeah, this is great. Eric, once again, good good stuff. Well, well done job as always. You never you never disappoint us in our audience. Um, we always look forward to what you have to bring to the table via the virtual world instead of in person. But uh, are any last minute uh, comments or anything that we want to share with our audience before we, uh, you know, go to bed? Well, you guys, you guys heard my opinions on the subject here. You know, I'm a fan of Eric. There's no doubt about that. Eric, you're a great, great host. You are you you embody. I, I have a design background. That's why I always like bring out this whole like you're dressed well. You 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 have the presentation. Everything is nice. We appreciate everything you do. We love having you as a guest, and we can't wait till the next one. And hopefully, uh, Foti said New Year's. Let's do this. Let's do this. And I would love to just set your timer for two and a half hours, which is about the time me and Foti will be at your place tonight to finish those off. Sound good? Beautiful. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Boom. So Susan, we, I saw the comment over there. Yeah, take a picture when you when you make the drink. Uh, yes, we'll uh, make sure to to check it out. Yes, everybody out there, please, if you make these drinks, please tag Eric. I'm gonna post um, the tags uh, when I post these to social media. But it's Young Mister Flanagan on Instagram, and it's Eric Anderson, Eric underscore Anderson on Facebook, and that's with a. E-R-I-K underscore Anderson with two S's. Okay, not the American way, the Swedish way. The Swedish way, yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll post that information. And you know what, Eric? Thank you once again. We appreciate your time. As always. Thank you. Uh, yeah, no, thank you, guys. It's an absolute pleasure to join you. You're so professional, and I'm so happy that you've, uh, you've done such a ph- phenomenal job in, in bringing the Urban Wine Club into the, you know, the online community. And, and then uh, those words. Well, thank it's, you. It's it's people like you that that help you. us do what we do. Exactly. Uh, Fati, thank you, Fati, for thank for you. being the host here. Thank you, Eric, for being the special guest. And we're gonna post these tomorrow on YouTube and the Urban Wine Club podcast. And we're gonna post all of Eric's information as well. And Eric, brand ambassador for Hendrix Gin on the East Coast. Thank you, my friend. Thank, thank you, you, my friends. Take care. Much Bye-bye. love. Cheers. Bye-bye. Cheers.